Welcome. Welcome. And now, a needle in the rectum. It's the Improbable Research Podcast. I'm Mark Abrams, editor of the magazine Annals of Improbable Research. This is all about research that makes people laugh, then think. If you like what you hear today, consider supporting us at our website, improbable.com. Here's biomedical researcher Chris Kotsipas. We're going to talk about a discovery. This is a medical report about that discovery. It's published in the Indian Journal of Gastroenterology in 1997. What is the title of this report? And now, a needle in the rectum. I think we need that one repeated. And now, a needle in the rectum. That is the title of this short medical report in the Indian Journal of Gastroenterology in 1997. The authors are who? Naresh Soni, Ashwini Gupta, and Shekwahat. And where are they, or were they? They are from the SMS Medical College and Hospital in Jaipur. They begin by uh, setting the stage. Objects of all shapes and sizes have been pushed into the rectum. Is that a true statement? They seem very confident of this, and based on what I know of human nature, I see no reason to disagree. Then they get really specific. We describe a patient with a needle in the rectum who presented with acute anorectal pain. Chris, did you just say a needle in the rectum? A needle in the rectum. And how did it present? With acute anorectal pain. His ass hurt. Oh, okay. This patient was different, since he denied the rectal entry of the needle as was reported in other cases. That's an unusual sentence, is it not? I think so. I would have thought that most people would have denied putting a needle in their rectum. It seems to be a thing that people would not be proud of. Tell us about this patient. A 37-year-old married army man was referred for military hospital for severe rectal pain. He gave a history that he probably ingested a sewing needle accidentally with a large amount of dull, cooked pulses, at dinner the previous night. He probably ingested a sewing needle accidentally with a large amount of dull. Yes, which seems strange. You wouldn't expect if... I wouldn't have expected that someone swore. I think you can... I, I think you've said it. You wouldn't expect... I, well, you wouldn't. No. I mean, um, this is beyond expectation. A bit later in this report, they get into the medical detail. X-ray of the pelvis revealed a sewing needle in the figure. When you say in the figure, there is a photograph. There is an X-ray. There is an X-ray with something that looks suspiciously like a needle in a background of things that could be squishy intestines. Proceed. Under general anesthesia, both ends of the needle could be felt per rectally. By gentle maneuvering, it was possible to push the upper end of the needle through the lumen of the anus, and it was easily removed. The post-operative period was uneventful. All right, I don't think I need to ask you to describe the detail of what you... I think that's fairly clear. They go into some history here of this kind of medical um, uh, phenomenon. Bush and Starling reviewed approximately 700 objects recovered from approximately 200 patients. Bush and Starling, they give here the details. Bush and Starling, I happen to know about this one. Bush and Starling, or Dr. Bush and Dr. Starling, they're both surgeons from Minnesota. They published a study 
quite a long time ago that we gave an Ig Nobel Prize. Ig Nobel Prizes are for things that make people laugh and then think. This was a medical report called Rectal Foreign Bodies, Case Reports and a Comprehensive Review of the World's Literature. Dr. Bush and Dr. Starling, back in 1986, had several patients who had uh, objects in their rectums, and uh, Dr. Bush and Dr. Starling removed those objects, and they were fascinated by this kind of thing. So they spent a lot of time in the medical library trying to go through all of the world's medical reports since doctors started publishing reports to have what they call a comprehensive list of all of the objects that doctors officially reported as having removed from people's rectums. Now continue, please, with this description of that. Well, it's interesting that there are 700 objects listed from only 200 patients. So there are some repeat offenders. There was no report of a sewing needle in the wall of the rectum. Our patient denied introduction of the needle per anum. He suspected that he had swallowed it. We found it difficult to explain how a sewing needle turned up in an army mess, how it traversed the length of the gut within several hours without impaction, and how it lodged sharp end up in the rectum. What we have here then is yet another detective story with a slight amount of mystery remaining at the end. Would you say that? I think they are very politely pointing out that they didn't buy the story at all. I'm sure the poor man was the butt of many jokes. Let the record show that Dr. Katsipas is smiling and laughing as he's saying this. Is that correct, Dr. Katsipas? Uh, I am tickled myself pink. You've been listening, if you've been listening, to a genuine episode of the Improbable Research Podcast. I invite you to subscribe to the magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research. Six new issues a year. Get yourself some back issues, too. Also, get lots of details about the Ig Nobel Prizes, upcoming events, what's in the magazine, and about how you can help and be part of it via our Patreon. All this at our website, improbable.com. It's possible that Seth Glicksman is the improbable production assistant. Next time on this podcast, we will look at something or other. Until then... Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>